recording. Good. And go live. And we're live here on Facebook. Like to welcome those listening in podcast land. And also like to welcome my buddy Rich. Rich, how you doing? Yeah, doing good. Been two great whole weeks. Be back. I know, two full weeks. You had a nice job, a nice solo show. It's great to be back. Um, but it was also uh, great to uh, spend time uh, spend time with the misses celebrating uh, year number 13. Yeah, lucky number 13. Um, proud of you guys, by the way. That's that, that's kind of amazing. Uh, yeah. Most don't uh, most people don't get that far. That's, uh, statistics say you guys are uh, you guys are better than most. Yep. We're so. still, we're still going, still yep. going strong. Good. But uh, it's back, Mike. Um, we're we're both we're here on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. No. Friday afternoon is uh, it's uh, it's getaway day. It's getaway day from work. Is uh, wrapping things up before we uh, hit the holiday weekend. So. Yeah, I had the day off today, all day today. So I had a four day week. I get a four day weekend um, for that, and then uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, mine was more of a half a day today, as the afternoon portion was a uh, department um like christmas party hey that's so all good yeah so anywho mike uh we're talking to nfl and um as we got a look at the nfl and um the two topics coming out of the nfl was oilers throwbacks but also <sighs> looking at um the bears ugly season yeah plus rich um we we got to talk about the biggest spending spree we've seen in a long time. Yeah, those Dodgers are just printing money, yeah. printing money left and right to sign some free agents and, and improve uh, their team. And we're also going to talk uh, Mass Singer at the end of the day. But Rich, what's it time to do? Mike, why don't you go ahead and roll that intro? Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. Rich, before uh, we get into the poll question and all that stuff, we're both, mm-hmm. we're, we're in the holiday season. I'm drinking eggnog. Are you an eggnog guy? I'm not an eggnog guy. Mm. I'm not. Um, I am. But... It almost looks like the the little mug uh, from um, uh, from Christmas Vacation, but I, then I remembered it's it's to the moose antlers yeah, moose on antlers. each side. Kind of looks like that. But then it gets. But no, it, it, yeah, it, and we kind of have uh, Christmas or Christmas sweateries. You actually have a sweater on. Yeah. Um, Yours is I, I awesome. Is it, it looks like Bigfoot and a dinosaur tackling a dinosaur while Santa flies away. I can't. You, yeah, you pull it yeah. down so I can Sasquatch. see the whole thing. It, it's Sasquatch. Okay, with the Sasquatch with dinosaurs. So okay, uh, yeah, I love it. It's great. Um, so let's get into the show. Uh, by the way, if you are watching or you're listening, comment uh, whether or not you like eggnog. We want to know. That's not a poll question. It's you commenting. Now, let's go to the poll question, Rich. Rich, you bravely put avocado toast against uh, bacon. Uh, against bacon. 
Well, well, if anything, Mike, something had to be something had to go up against what we we would probably agree would be the number one overall seed if we were going to oh, rank yeah. and seed these. Oh yeah. So you know, some, no somebody uh, something had to be sacrificed to bacon. Um, something somebody had to lose the bacon. Yeah. Uh, but Mike, um, I obviously voted bacon. You did? Did you vote bacon? Obviously. Okay. I mean, I've it, never it, had um, avocado toast. I'm sure avocado toast is delicious. I love avocados. I love toast. I love when you put like salmon on top. Sounds delicious. I mm-hmm. love that combination. That sounds amazing, and I would love it. But it's not bacon. Now, no, I'm. I I really don't like avocado. I mean, avocados just eating them, even if you had a on a piece of bread to go with it, or thinking that or maybe it's. Like putting turning it into more of an avocado spread and putting it on top of something that yeah. just doesn't sound that appealing to me. So do you like you, so I, you don't like guacamole? I, I like a creamy guacamole, but not okay. but guacamole. If I had guacamole, queso, and salsa in front of me, guacamole is probably going to be the last thing I'm going to go to. That in and of itself sounds like a poll question, by the way. That does just guacamole, of, queso, or, or salsa. Yeah, just but somewhere in the banks of our brains <laughs> that needs to live. As what do you dip your chips in? Guacamole. Because for me, actually, guacamole is the number one hitter on that. But I love guacamole. Anyway, uh, we're talking bacon and avocado toast. Uh, Rich, 28 to 3. Three brave souls were willing to admit the deliciousness that is avocado toast. Ooh, okay. I may not agree with it, but that's because I haven't had it. Like, I'm sure if I had a good avocado toast, by the way, maybe they're talking avocado toast with bacon on top. Maybe. And that could be awesome. Those three lovely ladies are great. I love all three of these ladies uh, as good friends of mine. Uh, Brooke Rice, Amy Fink Vasquez, and... Uh, Danielle Danielle Marie is what she goes by on Facebook. I won't put her real name out there, but uh, good job, you guys. Um, You you stood up against the masses. You lost, but you stood up in the face of utter uh, someone else's opinion. And good for you for having your opinion and sticking to it. Knowing all three of those ladies, they legitimately would be willing to go up against all 28 of the people that voted for bacon uh, in an argument on why avocado, like I know all three of them and they all three would have a solid argument and stand firm and hold their ground. Uh, So yeah, good on you guys for doing that. Um, But let's give the shout out for the 28 people. 31 people vote in this poll. I think that's the most we've had in a long time at least. I, I think so. Go ahead and give those 28 names, Mike. Jordan Stroop, Solomon Stroop, Jeffrey Stroop, me, Charles Owen, Beth Hoffman, Greg Sackerson, Debbie Washburn, Scranton Washburn, Sue Hart, Keaton Verner, Ashley Maria Shripek, Becky Craig, Eisen Stroop, Josh Perry, Josh Hendricks, AJ Hendricks, Danielle Hart, Gail Welchman, Brad Burns, Brandon Close, Craig Johnson, Mark Hendricks, 
Joel Wise, Pete Kincaid, you, another Josh, this time Josh Couture, Nathan Ross, and Clifton Harmon Jr. All of those people voted for Bacon. Wow. Yep. Thanks for everybody to, uh, that voted. Um, you can catch this week's poll question, which we'll uh, I'll put up uh, once we get done recording today over on the fans of Balls and Sticks or Balls and Sticks, um, our show page over on the Facebook. This week's poll question, we're going to go with Rice Krispies versus Honey Nut Cheerios. Yeah. So, Rich, uh, did, did, did we have any? Uh, now, um, did we have any comments on, on last week's poll? Forgot uh, to get to that. I forgot to look. Um, let me get to it. So while Mike's looking that up, if uh, if you do comment on the uh, on our polls, uh, we'll make sure to give you your comment shout out as well as your these shout outs um, you know, for just for voting in the poll. I think the comments would be on the one that got shared to your page, Mike, if that'll help you find it. Okay, let me, sorry, I had to kick somebody off of our Facebook page, off of the fans and, of Balls and Sticks page. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Solomon's Troop uh, posted, commented, uh, Solomon's doctor has entered the chat. <laughs> uh, Pete Kincaid said, why is this a question? Bacon? Brad Burns, this has to be a number one seed going against a 16 seed. 100% accurate yeah. on all of those accounts, guys. Uh, Solomon, your cholesterol is way too high. You need to eat that avocado toast. <laughs> I love you. Bro. All right. So uh, thanks for uh, thanks to uh, Pete um, Eisen and um, Solomon. Solomon. Solomon and uh, Greg uh, for commenting down the poll. All right, Mike, so let's go over to the Gridiron and review week number 15, which you had to fill in and give people predictions without my yeah. without my assistance or much insight on why I picked who I picked. Uh, so I gave, I gave what insights you gave. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. All right, so, Mike, I took the Rams over the Commanders as my lock of the week to get right as I've been on a little bit of a losing streak with those uh, with those locks. And it came through with a Rams victory, twenty-eight to twenty, getting me up to seven and eight. Rich, I did not let the Chiefs lost two weeks ago scare me off from picking the Chiefs over the Patriots yet again, picking on those Chiefs, um, and uh, they pulled it off, twenty-seven to seventeen, bringing me back to nine and six. Rich. For the upsets of the week, you went with the Giants over the Saints. Man, that was a sad pick for you as the yeah. Saints destroyed the Giants 24 to 6, dropping you to 8 and 7. Yeah, I was I was having problems finding a good finding an upset that I thought would come through. Um so I was kind of like um I was maybe picking the lesser of two trying to find something that could hit you know, could hit, and it just didn't work out. And the week before, I, I I realized as I was in the middle of the show, but I had already typed it up, so I didn't want to change mm -hmm. it. Uh, in the middle of the show, I realized that I had picked the Texans, the the Chiefs as my lock two weeks in a row, and the Texans mm -hmm. as my upset two weeks two weeks in a row. Both times, uh, the week prior, I got nothing correct. This week, I got both correct. That's so. right, as the Texans beat the Titans 19-16 to in overtime. 
And when I heard that, I was kind of scratching my head, wondering, um, he does know that C.J. Stroud's out with a concussion. I did, actually. Okay. I did. Okay. And that's probably what made it more of an upset, because I think yeah. the pick spread could have gone the other way if Stroud was playing, but it yeah. was still a victory. Uh, so you're up to 9-6. and six. I dropped to 8-7 and seven on my uh, locks. Mike, how did the Bears do? Lord, Rich, the Bears versus the Browns, the Bears lost 20-17 to 17 in a terrible, terrible way. Yeah, I... I, I was watching this game, um, watched most of this game. We go to the, uh, we we, uh, we had tickets to go see uh, uh, Wonka in the, like a four o'clock showing. So That's we get there, they, they had thrown the long deep pass to Amari Cooper that tied the game. And I'm thinking, oh, well, there's time. They they just have to bleed the clock, get it, get down the field, kick the game winning field goal, go home. No worries. And then we're standing in line get get to get our snacks before the movie, and I see Browns win. Yep. What happened? Yep. Uh, do you think we? We'll, we'll talk a little bit more once we review Thursday night. But so we'll we'll just table this. We'll we'll table the yeah. discussion on the Bears. Yeah. All right, Mike. And then we had Thursday night football. Uh, it was a thirty to twenty-two Rams victory. Moving me up to an impressive fourteen and four for Thursday night football for Thursday games. Mike, you had the Saints and you're at five hundred at nine and nine. Okay. Um so Rich, let's first as we are uh Bears fans, let's first talk about that ugly, ugly game. And the season overall. Like there's still there's still some time on, on the season. They they I but They've officially been eliminated from the playoffs. This is why I call it an ugly, an ugly day. Oh no, no! I I think they they, they had to win last. They had to win last week's game. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know. I I could have swore I saw something on on uh on my Facebook feed that was showing that there were four teams that could be eliminated this week, and the Bears were one of them. Um. But they're uh, but if they're not eliminated, their odds of making the playoffs just took a really probably really it's a really long shot now and they're going to need a lot more help than they already did um, before the Browns game um, so everything I'm seeing says they were within one game of making the playoffs uh, with in week going into week oh we're going into week 15 okay so yeah they um, they're going to need a lot of help I mean they a need lot of help. everybody else to lose, basically, in order for them to get in. Yeah, but but it, it has been an ugly season. You had games that it looked like they should have they should have won with as far ahead as they were. The the Browns game being one of them. The game in Detroit. The game uh, in Detroit, or was that the yeah the the game in yeah. Detroit. The Denver game, where they were ahead by a large amount, and then they they let ones they let it slip away. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little terrible, Frust- a frustrating season. Yeah. So, so I guess being 
the one question I've seen come across uh, with a couple other pundits chiming in on it is which would you rather have? Would you trade? Would you take the quarterback number one and take the best player available with your second first round pick or and trade Justin Fields for maybe a second or do you trade down again and get three first round picks this year 24 I'd be 24 25 26 and keep fields so but I think there's still an option C or do you take the best players available where your picks fall and you keep fields I think number one um I think you trade down. I think Fields can be the answer, especially if we end up with uh, Jim Harbaugh, if we end up with – there's about three or four different people that I – so we'll, let's get into this discussion. I'll, well, this kind of leads into the discussion I was making last week that you okay. weren't around for. I said uh, there were a few coaches out there, Biennemi, Harbaugh, and uh, – the rumors that are still circulating um, about um, Belichick, Bill Belichick being let go. Yeah. Okay. Now, if the Bears are already getting rid of their head coach and their GM, wouldn't it make sense for a guy like Bill Belichick to be the nat- natural choice there? Hmm. Now, I'm not saying I want him. I'm saying it's a logical choice. It could be. It could. But what do you think, as of right now, we, uh, those three are the we're the only ones contending for anybody. Nobody else had needs a uh, head coach. Let's put that out there. Um, who do you want? If there's if the Bears' job is the only one open. Yep. And you're gonna let go of Eberflus. You're gonna let. G- Let's say you're letting go of your GM and your head coach. Okay. I think I'm going to give you another name that the Bears could consider. Okay. Mike Tomlin, if the if the Steelers decide to go in another direction. Okay. He's not known as being an offensive an offensive or a defensive guy, but more he- of just a leader he's a good head coach yeah i like that a good a head coach and a leader um but maybe me, me i'm not a sealers fan so i wouldn't i don't know if i'd want tomlin but um you'd want but tomlin i think be, it takes looking at it the, looking the at it um i think i would almost want the enemy i think i think the enemy's yeah. chances finally come up um do you want how much of a power struggle or how much how much flack could you get media wise if it's Belichick comes to your team and the success doesn't come with that huge contract and I think yeah. Harbaugh Harbaugh tends to kind of wear, wear out his welcome after a couple of years because his ego kind of has got kind of gets in the way I think but at do times. we need him any more than a couple of years? No. Not really. Like, 
that's the thing to me. Like, why do we need him more than a couple of years? Just my... so I mean, for me, I mean, it's it's kind of I'm kind of conflicted on I'm kind of on the fence because yeah, the Bears have blown some games year of late, the Browns game, and um, that was the other game the recently Lions, that they. The... The, the Lions game or where it's kind of like head scratching. It's like, how'd they lose that game again? The, the how are they that, up so much and you lose the game? But the, the defense has looked good. Yeah. Yep. The defense has looked good since they've gotten Montez Sweat in there. Yeah. I can and agree with they're, that. They're, they're in the middle. They're in essentially in year two of a rebuild. Yeah. To where I think that it wouldn't surprise me if... Eberflus keeps the job because there's just so many co- there's so many coaching jobs that could be open this offseason and there's only so many good hires to go around. Yeah, I think that's a where I, but I do keep keep Eberflus. Why? And I don't think there's a reason to keep Eberflus. I think you give the job his, to someone else. Anyone. His staff else. isn't going to come back if he he may survive, but his his support staff will be rebuilt. I still think you give it to, to anybody else. Hmm. I there's, I don't see a reason to keep him at all. Fire Eberflus, period. That's just my. I mean, that's my opinion. I know that's not. Uh, I, I, there's a lot of people that that feel that way, but I don't know. I mean, I, I just think with the with the Bears' history of. Maybe not getting the best candidate, but getting the most affordable candidate is to where you could say, "Oh, we're we're yeah, we're working. We want Harbaugh or Belichick or Tomlin or Bienemy." I think Bienemy, and I think Bienemy is probably cheap. That's why I think or, what I think is the the thing. You're giving Bienemy an opportunity; he's not going to get anywhere else. He hasn't gotten anywhere else. Other teams have interviewed him. Other teams have basically said, no, we don't care. We're not hiring you. And uh, and because of that, to me, it says he would be cheap. And I think he's the right guy for the job. Yeah, he could be. So, I mean, I don't think I would be upset no matter what happens, but... It's going to be, I think it's going to be Ryan Poles getting the chance to make the decision because he he has done some good moves, they, except for the Chase Claypool trade. They, the He has made some solid moves along as the GM, where I don't think the GM is going to be fired along with along with the head coach if Ibuflues doesn't survive. No, I totally agree with that. I could, I can, I could say that he made some good moves. I just there are some he's done enough questionable things I think that he he could go away. I wouldn't and I wouldn't be mad about it. Okay. Um back to the the Let's get into week 15. Oh, wait, no, we still have to talk about the the biggest issue of the week. We got to talk about how rude was it of ten- the Tennessee Titans to wear Oiler throwback jerseys against the Houston Texans? 
Yeah, I I didn't I didn't like that either. Kind of like a the only thing that made it would have made it worse is that if somehow they wore those at a game in Houston, yeah, instead of in Nashville. Yep, I can agree. Either yeah, way, did, it's a did, bad look, and I don't like it. Did you see what JJ Watt had to say about it? No. No, he was saying, uh, well, we won the game. That means we get the jerseys. Ooh, That's just how this works. I think I like it. I like that as yeah. a. Uh... I mean, I still want to. I still want to see something along the lines of, you know, what on what uh, Michael Jordan and um, I think it was the own on um, the Benson family did with the Hornets name of to where. I think there was some financial compensation and they gave them the rights back the rights in history back of the Hornets franchise so they could be renamed the Charlotte Hornets instead of from being the Bobcats when they came back as an expansion yeah. team. So I, I'd like to see the Houston Oilers get be back as Houston instead of uh the Texans. But thinking about the tech the Oilers throwbacks being used against a game against them that almost be like if the kansas city chiefs did like dallas texans throwbacks against the houston texans yeah that would be ridiculous i yeah i yeah. am not thrilled about it um i think it's rude and i think that uh i mean obviously by way of by the nature of the beast it is logistically and honestly they're right to do that. Mm-hmm. It, however, is still terrible. Like, it, it's a bad look. Like, it seriously is a bad look. And if I was a Houston fan, I'd be angry about it. If yeah, I was a Houston I, player, I'd be angry about it. I'm surprised, especially at a game like that. Like, if you're if you want to play that. If you want to do that against some random team, fine, do it. But you show up, you show up in, I mean, the, the best comparison, by the way, the best comparison is one that we get every all the time, though. It actually it would be better. It would be the Chicago White Sox doing their original throwback jerseys to, win, the, to the Chicago Cubs Back to when they were the White Stockings, wearing the White Stockings jerseys mm-hmm. against the White Sox. Mm. Right? Yeah. Like that's the closest equivalent that I can think of. Because technically the Cubs started their franchise as the Chicago White Stockings. That's why the, when the White Sox became the White Sox... They use that name. There wasn't as much thought that a team name like that was as big of a deal. So they didn't, they let them have it just because. Anyway. Oh, I think it's rude and terrible, and I hope they get, I, I mean, there's no trouble, and nothing's ever going to come of it. I just think it's the rudest thing that they could do, and I think it's slightly without class if I can I, I, I don't want to say classless but it was low class or low brow to do yeah yeah I didn't I didn't like it either I mean I don't know don't do it again don't don't wear them against a game in against Houston yep whether it's on the road or at home 
Okay. All right, Mike. Power rankings. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Power rankings. Let's do one through ten real quick. And number one, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I have the San Francisco 49ers here. So Here's my I argument. Think... Here's my argument. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Game on the line, head to head. Mm-hmm. Which quarterback do you want to have the ball? I think I kind of want Purdy with the way he's playing this year. I, I don't. I, I couldn't disagree more. Okay. I'm not a Lamar Jackson fan, but Lamar Jackson is way better than Brock Purdy. And yeah, I, I mean, he's been playing great, but but don't get me wrong. I think I think. Uh, at the end of a game, I want to see Baltimore. I would. I, the other By all means, I think if, I think if, Jackson is doing a lot more with less than, than what Purdy is. See, I thought when you talk about when you were going well, game on the line, which player do you want on the field? I thought you were going to go with the kicker, Justin Tucker, or the untested rookie Jake Moody. That's the of, of other the side of it. Um, but even even more. Uh, I just here's the ultimate one. It's overtime. You're the head coach. Mm-hmm. Do you want to get the ball first, or do you want to? Do you think your defense and and which offensive team you you get to pick which team? So, which offensive team do you think if you, that you give them the ball is going to score the touchdown? I think it would be San Francisco again. I think that Shanahan would go would go aggressive, and they'd march down the field and get that touchdown. And then you don't get to you're going to be forced to tie the game instead of going just kicking the field goal. I mean, it won't a touchdown doesn't end the game, but yeah, you're man. you're going to force the other team to score the touchdown instead of the field goal. Baltimore's defense is good, but no, it's not as good no. as it's been in the past. A touchdown ends the game. It's a field goal, or did they change? Oh. That? I thought both teams got a possession, regardless. I don't remember any. They're messing with rules. Speaking of which, we got to talk about yeah. that today too. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I but I, I think if I were, I mean, I wouldn't be thrilled. But San Francisco's got a good defense, though, too. But I wouldn't want to. If if I was San Francisco, I win the toss. I'm not saying I'm going to defer. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to take a chance that I don't okay. get the ball back. So the overtime rules for the regular season, uh, you are correct. No more than 10 minutes. Uh, no. Uh, the In the regular season, if the opening team gets the ball first that scores a touchdown in the opening possession, that's the end of a game. Let's see in playoffs. Because this is, that might be different now. But by all means, I mean, this week's matchup between San Francisco and Baltimore will will greatly, obviously, if Baltimore wins that game, they, they're going to go number one for me. In they're playoffs. Gonna go, they're going to go number one to me. In playoffs, me. each team will have the opportunity to possess the ball. So in playoffs only, postseason, uh, each team gets to possess in regular unless, season. Yeah, no, in unless regular there's season. A, 
Well, go ahead. Regular season. Regular season, each team gets the ball unless the first team scores a touchdown. There is no unless. Every team gets it in the in the overtime period. Both teams get it. Okay. Unless there is a defensive play which results in a touchdown. Yes, unless Either there's a pick, pick six, six or, or a pick six or a safety. Fumbles or a safety. Fumble. Yes. Yep. Correct. I, that is accurate. But so do you so I want San Francisco at one. Um I think with the way that they they the fashion that they've won a lot of games and the teams that they've lost to they have been kind of close games as well. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm going to go with San Francisco here. Okay. Uh, but but the results of this head-to-head matchup could flip those two around for me. Mike, uh, who did you have number two? Number two, I have San Francisco. Okay. So we went not far off. Number three, I kept the Dallas Cowboys here. Okay. Uh, number three for me. Um, yeah. Uh to the wrong one sorry uh number three yeah I, the cowboys um okay i moved the cowboys up to there but yes the cowboys number four okay. i have the detroit lions um i stole the philadelphia eagles here at four okay. um they're they're struggling right now as they're losing games at the wrong time of year yeah but at the same time um i just really haven't been that impressed with the lions because they can't seem to win on the road and they are like you're it's tough to say the only thing i can think of is like their signature victory was that week one win over the chiefs where they beat a team that didn't have travis kelsey and chris jones so they're 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 also a team that they're they're winning the games they should be winning but they but they really haven't been able to beat like a, a teams with uh with like records. So I have the Lions at number five. Um, number five is where I have the Miami Dolphins. See, the Dolphins is where I, I have the Dolphins at six for the same reason as Detroit. They just can't beat teams with winning records. Yeah, but that fact that they're losing games at the wrong time, that's why I have the Philadelphia Eagles mm. at number six. Okay. Yeah. I, All right. I, you. In three weeks, if the Eagles haven't right haven't righted the ship yet, you know what they're. First of all, at this point, if they lose one more game and Dallas doesn't, now Dallas wins the the division. Two. That means they're going on the road, and they have to play. Uh, they have to play someone. I mean, they have to play an extra game. Mm-hmm. They have to play that wild card game. I I think that's 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 bad news for them. Yeah, and I mean, there's opportunities for the Eagles to get right as they get the Giants at home this week. They get the Cardinals at home, and they go to New Jersey to face the the Giants too. So there's opportunities yeah. for them to get right. And while Dallas. Dallas ends. Well, Dallas gets at Miami versus Detroit and then at Washington. So that Washington game ending the game 
ending the year that should help them. But that those those two game the, their next two games really are key for them. Uh, against Miami, that's a hard game to to put together. Um, mm-hmm. Neither team has really been able to. Normally has not done as well against teams over 500. Yep. And Miami's the same way. So, I mean, yeah. by all means, being the, I, I don't think Dallas will move off of three, depending on the outcome of what the Dolphins do, but I could see the Lions and Dolphins moving down, possibly moving down, depending on what happens in their games this week, and even the Eagles, if they do. Um, so who do you have at number you had You had Philly at six, right? Yep. Number seven, okay. I have the Kansas City Chiefs. Weird to have them this low this late in the season. Yeah, I have them at seven as well. At number but, eight, Rich. Okay, you, okay. No, let's talk about Kansas City. No, no, I, I like Kansas City at seven. I mean, I think there's opportunities for them to get right uh, as well. I mean, if anything, there's still a chance that they could get the number one overall seed, I think, in the conference with Baltimore having a tougher schedule to end. In Kansas City, be more on the more on the the lighter side. Hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, number eight. Um, this is where I put the Cleveland Browns. Nope. Okay. Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. I, I mean, I put Cleveland here because it seems like they're just finding ways to win games. Yeah. How do you have a quarterback that throws three turnovers? And yet, when still wins the game, he's had two plus turnover games. Like his two times he started, yet his team still finds a way to win the game. I mean, we the same the exact same argument could be made in reverse. How do you have a defense that that has a plus four turnover rate, and you still lose the game with the Chicago Bears? Yeah, we'll get there soon enough. Um, exactly. So my, my number nine team is where I put Jacksonville here. So number nine is where I put the Houston Texans. Uh, again, a team that I think is just finding ways to win. Okay. Not a bad choice. So, uh, and rounding out my top ten, I put the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, yeah, rounding out my top ten, I actually have the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. Um. And honestly, I put uh, I put the Browns down at twelve, mostly because I hate the okay. Browns. Okay. But that, that that that's fair. That's fair. Um, Rich. Yes. Where do you have the? Let Let's go through. So we've done Detroit. Where's your ne- mm-hmm. Who's your next team in the NFC North? Um, that would be the Minnesota Vikings at number 16. I agree. I 100% agree. That's the exact same spot I put them. Um, I have them the number one of the seven and seven teams. Or no, I don't. No, I don't. Because I have... The, I, 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 have, I have them... Well, I have the Broncos. I, I'm surprised you haven't asked yet. But th- this, is, this is the first week where I've... If, you, if the season ended today, you would be in the playoffs... So automatically, if you're a playoff team, you're in my top 16. Okay, and that's fine. So even so, even though the Buffalo Bills have an eight and six record, and I think taking out their record, I think that they're a better team than Seattle, Tampa, 
the Rams and the Vikings. They're not in the top 16 because yeah, wow. they're technically okay. not a playoff team. That does change the way I look at your your top your your list. That changes it a huge amount. Okay. Yeah. That makes so a lot I more sense. So I had to put the Bills a little bit lower than probably you have them because they're not a playoff team. Yeah. Okay. They're not because of those that that mid-season slide that they that they get that they get into that they got themselves into. But uh, that's what happens when you're playing teams that have a similar record to you. You're not going to be able to win all those games. It's happening to the Chiefs right now, but the difference is, is they're they're also winning the games they should be winning. Yeah, I just, man, I don't... There are teams that I just... Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Finally, right right before we get into our the bottom list, I well, I guess... Well, well where'd you put Green Bay? Um, I have Green Bay at 22. I have them at 21. Okay. And where did you put the Bears before we get to our bottom five? Well, if you don't want to get to the bottom five, then I can't tell you where I have the Bears. Oh, okay. Um, I have the Bears outside of the top, outside of the bottom five, and I put them at twenty-six, as I think that they're a better team than the New York Football Giants and the LA Chargers. Uh, I. Nope. Here's why. Okay. I, and I just touched on it. This team is going to end the season with the with a I think it's going to be like a plus 8 turnover rate. And they're going to be this bad in the they're going to they have that low of a of a winning percentage. They are a terrible team. And the problem is, I don't think they're a terrible team. I think they're a terribly coached team. This team can't do anything to get out of their own way. The coaching staff just is hindering this team. Here's a question. If the Bears fired Matt Eberflus when they should have three weeks ago, four weeks ago, whenever... Would you then say that the Bears are in the top in the bottom twenty-five because they don't have a head coach right now? I think it would depend on how they played in those games underneath the interim head coach. Sure, I I can agree with that. But still, when you look at team, part of the reason that we look at the Chargers as such a terrible team is because now there are they're a team without a head, and when you're a team without a head coach, that really hurts you in the long run. Okay. So for me, I put the Chargers lower because they had much higher expectations going into the season and to see how badly they've done even bef- this entire year. That's why I have put them at number 28. So, And I put the Giants below the Bears because I looked at, well, who have they beaten? Who, who, are, who, are, who have the two teams beaten? And quite frankly, the teams that the Giants have beaten, except for the Packers, they're all in the bottom five for me, being the Cardinals, the Commanders twice, and the Patriots. Yep. That's the only teams the Giants have been able to lose. So that's why I had to put the the Bears and the Chargers. 
the the Giants below the Bears. I I can't do it. I, the ba- I've been same record, yeah. same record. So I got to look at who they've beaten. Um, now shockingly. So so where did you put the Bears? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Okay, so they they're they're at the they're at least uh, that at the the best of the worst in our rankings. I have the Chargers. So Mike, where do, who did you put at number twenty nine? Um, at number twenty nine, I have the Washington football team. Uh, I put the Commanders here as well. Number 30, Mike, I put the New England Patriots. Yeah, I I totally agree. And 31 and 32, I'm sure we have the exact same. Uh, the Cardinals and the Panthers? In that order. All right. Yeah. In that order. Okay. Um, Rich, let's get into who your picks are for Week 16. Uh, with the lock of the week and it being my honors, I'm going to pick the Bills over the Chargers. I like that pick. I was hoping that you wouldn't take it because that was my that's the one I had my eye on. Um, but yeah, th- those Chargers are the the Bills are getting getting right at the at the right time. Yep. And they need to win to get in to sneak their way into the playoffs. Yep. Um, but for me, um. I'm going to take the Chiefs over the Raiders. The Chiefs need to get back on track, and um, I don't think that the Raiders can do what they did to the Chargers again. But but the way my locks have been going, it wouldn't surprise me if the Raiders pull off a win because it's a divisional game. Yeah, that's the that's I I was trying to stay away from divisional games, and there's a ton of them this week, which means that a lot of these teams are playing the same exact team in two weeks as they also have divisional games at the end of the week at the end of the year um rich uh my upset of the week i'm gonna go the commanders over the jets i don't i didn't think there were a lot of great upsets and this is the best one i think of them all especially with the jets just have some injury issues um I, i don't know yeah, all right. I'm going to take uh, the Buccaneers over the Jaguars in the uh, Battle for Florida game. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Lawrence could be out with a concussion, so you're going to be looking at a backup quarterback. And uh, Baker Mayfield's actually been playing pretty well. Decent yeah. decent for those Buccaneers. So um, I'll go with the Bucks. Mike, the, uh, the Bears will have the Cardinals coming into Chicago. Yep. Okay, they need to lose this game. They have to lose this game. But like, will they lose this game? More reason why Matt Everflew should be fired. <laughs> probably not. They'll probably win. On paper, they should. They, on paper, they should destroy them. But I don't think they will. I think they'll lose. I think they'll. They'll. It'll be. A, they'll eke out the victory. Um, yeah, I'm gonna pick the the Cardinals over the Bears, or the Bears over the Cardinals, or the Cardinals. Over with the Bears. Bears. I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. Cardinals. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with the Bears here, because um, I I think re- whether whether Eberflus wins out or Eberflus loses out, or if, if or or if it's coming down from the front office, you you need to lose. You need to lose, but make it look competitive. I think the front office probably already made up their mind 
to where it does it isn't like Eberflus is coaching for his job. I think here's the team has probably has already made up their mind on whether he's coming back next year or whether he's going to be gone. So the, the so Bears, I don't think it matters whether they lose out, win out. But but let me let me make but some they should lose out. I, I they should lose out. Lose out. Hundred percent. They need to lose out. Here's why. One, uh, if they lose, the Cardinals go into four and eleven, or four mm-hmm. and yeah, four and eleven. The Bears drop down to five and ten. Uh, the week seventeen, the Cardinals then go and play. Who do they play again? Uh, they play Philadelphia. That'll be a loss. That's fine. But if Philadelphia, if on the last week of the year, Arizona is playing, are they playing Seattle, Seattle. in Arizona? Seattle's going to be contending for a playoff spot. I mean, right. while the the other teams are along with them, the Commanders, but, the but, Commanders get get a tough schedule after this Jets game, getting the Niners and the Cowboys. Those are probably going to be two losses for them. Arizona, this is Arizona. This is the it's a divisional game, so you never count on like yeah. So Arizona might win that game, pulls it off. Let's say they pull it off. Now they're the same record as the Bears. And then you have Bill Belichick. When has Bill Belichick ever decided to lose a game? Yep. Bill Belichick gets the Broncos this week to Buffalo, and then they welcome the Jets in the town. They win two to of those out games. The year. Guess what? We are now back in contention for the number two overall pick. Now we need the Redskins – or. I'm, the commanders to win one of those games one game two but if all of that which is very possible if all of that were to happen the bears could end up the number two overall seed as well as the number one overall seed the bears need to lose out and if they don't fire matt eberflus and hire back lovey smith Okay, uh, by comparison, just so you're aware, Mike, the uh, the Panthers, uh, they face the Packers this week. They go to Jacksonville, and then they stay in Florida. No, no, they then they welcome the Bucks up to Charlotte. Yeah. Again, they could. So there's a chance that the Panthers could drop those last three games and lock in the number one pick for the Bears. But I I, I think it's really big that the Bears need to find a way to still stay in the top five. Yeah, I, I think it's a, I think it's a slim chance that they can work their way back, lose their way oh. back to being to the number two pick. But I think they could they could easily be at least in the top five with their with their own pick. I totally agree. Okay, with that, Rich, who Thursday night, last Thursday night game of the year? Yeah, Jets Browns. Who you got? Um, I'm going to take the Brownies on this one. They're, they're finding ways to win. And that Jets team is about the only plus that they're getting out of this season is that they don't have to give their first round pick to the Packers since Aaron Rodgers didn't play the, yeah, play the X amount of snaps yep. because he got hurt in week one. Yep. So I'm going to pick the Browns as well. I don't think it matters either way. I think they win. Um, and with that, let's head off of football and talk some baseball. Um, 
real quick, and then we'll give you a spoiler alert. Yeah, the, we you 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 did a nice job kind of summarizing the the Otani contract. You did correctly kind of predict that there was going to be deferred money in that deal. I would have never thought that it was going to be sixty eight million dollars per year of deferred per year. Um, so for the next ten years, he's only going to make two million dollars. Twenty million total. Twenty he's, million total during the life of that contract. Six hundred and eighty million dollars. This is when I'm almost surprised that the the players' association or the MLB didn't step in and say, "No, you can't defer that much money." Does it? But, does this create the Shohei Otani rule? I almost wonder if it could. Because, I mean, if anything, I mean, they have a lot of deferred money on Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts, too, to where... Where they were able to spend more money. Yeah. Yeah, and they they just signed, I'm probably going to butcher the name, but um, Fujikawa Yoshi... um, I know the last name is Yamamoto. I think it's Fuji Yoshimoto um, Yokohama. The oh, by all means, he was a three-time Cy Young, the equivalent of the of the Cy Young in uh, in Nippon Baseball League over in Japan. Three times, the, the last three times, he's won the last three Cy Young awards over in Japan. But he's now the highest-paid pitcher in baseball, and he hasn't even pitched a single inning in in the league history yet. Two guys, they pay they're paying a total of one point two five billion dollars. Granted, Otani's is not going to be paid out until 10 years down the road. But, yeah, but in theory, they have signed guys to $1.2 billion worth of free agent contracts for two players. 300 years, or th- 10 years. And they probably traded for one of the better, best probably. pitchers available on the trade market in Tyler Glass now, and they went and handed him an extension. We going to put the – are you ready to put a prediction that the Do- – I will put it right now. Dodgers win the World Series. They almost need to. So they, how many how many World Series do they need to win for them not to look back on these on these financial commitments? Here's the to problem. say, wow, what were we thinking at the time? Here's the problem. Baseball is very competitive. Winning three in ten years is huge. Look back at the Giants in, in the early two thousand teens. We look at that as an amazing at the early uh, the two thousand I guess it would have yeah the early teens. We look at that as an amazing team. They won three every other year. We we'll look at the at the uh, Cardinals doing the same thing the opposite years. I think three in ten years is a reasonable expectation. But with the amount of money and all of that, I think they got to win at least four. Mm-hmm. They have to win 40% over the next decade. Yeah. But, I mean, what's going to happen in years, is it 2037 is when they got to start paying out the the 20, the, 20, the other 18 million per year? No, 2033, 30, 34. 34. So what's going to happen in 34, 35, 37 when the, when the checks being, when the bill comes due? And you could potentially be paying three guys on deferred payments that are no longer on your team because they've retired or they've moved on to other teams. Do the 
do the do the Dodgers hope at that point they can sign him to an extension, deferring that money out? Then deferring it out even longer, even kicking the can over further down the road. Span and kick it down even further. I that's my guess. I don't know. I don't know what they do. But either way, I it's a ridiculous spot to be in and good luck. That's all I can say. Good luck. Okay. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Rich, what is this? That's the mass singer. Spoiler alert. That's right. We're going to talk about it. If you don't want to hear about it, that's fine. We get it. This is a sports podcast. We talk about Sports and once in a while, once in a while, we'll mess around and talk about, I mean, every week when it's on the air. And this is the last one for a while. Uh, we talk about The Mass Singer. So uh, come with us and let's talk about it. Uh, if you don't want to listen to us, check us out wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, yeah, if you, if Rich, they're listening in podcast land, but they want to see your pretty faces, how else could they do that? Well, Mike, you can uh, check us and look us up on YouTube uh, for uh, the video feed of our show. Uh, Mike, if they are watching us here on YouTube or here on Facebook, uh, but they want to take us on the road and they just want to hear the audio, where can they find us? I already said wherever they listen to podcasts. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking up something. My apologies, Mike. if uh, If you want to participate in our poll questions or any of that, check us out wherever or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash balls and six and fans of balls and six. With that, let's talk about uh, the final episode of uh, of the uh, the mass singer. The mass singer, yeah. Um, so we had we had four people get unmasked four, in yeah. this two-hour season finale, yep. Mike. Um, by all means, I mean, I thought all four performances that that was their best performance yeah. out of the entire season, except yeah. for I, I, I thought that the don't I didn't like who the donuts first performance. I, I thought that I, I didn't like I really thought that he his best performance was Georgia on my mind yeah. last week compared to what he did this week. Singing. I thought you no. No, Singing I'm going to disagree. Songs this week. I totally disagree. I think you are so beautiful, especially here's but, the deal. With you, the story behind it, you're so beautiful. Yeah, it was was a good choice for the way they wrote the storyline. He did a great job. So uh, first the cow, the gazelle, the sea queen and the donut go up uh, in fourth place. The person that Rich and I both agreed was the worst of the top. But still, I think deser- the also deserved to be in the finale no nope rich i, I don't think that in the she other, deserved to be there time out time out let's 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 do this right now you want to do this okay. let's do this right now that's fine if you if you take the c queen out who in yep. group b or c do you put in um i put the tiki in i don't think so no i, I see so. for me i did not like the c queen's performance on her first night on the show when she came out as a wild card i did not think that she i don't i I thought that she should have gone home on her wild card first night on the show let alone making it all the way to the finals but she did do she really did redeem herself 
based on what she did previously though for me when you perform rock night and you didn't perform a rock show a rock number <laughs> that 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 for me sold for me wrote it off for me but i know they probably don't necessarily get to choose their show get to choose their song they're told this is going to be the show well, this is going to be the song that we're going to have you sing so which so, one was rock night i forget uh was that her first her first one no i think that was her second one uh, yeah that that was the that was the elimination night i think from yeah. that i that's I just did I not like. Did fine. I didn't like the Sea Queen, but I I will admit that she did really well on the season finale night. Who on the series finale? I night. don't think anybody. I don't think anybody that she went up against was any better. So I was fine with that. Um, and she in in uh, in fourth place uh, was. Macy Gray, and in all honesty, as soon as the two panelists were saying, I think it's Macy Gray. Yep, this one's Macy Gray, and here's why her fate was already sealed, that she was going to be the first one yeah. first one unmasked. Uh, and then uh, at that time, they also eliminated number three, the gazelle. By the way, her rendition of Chasing Cars. Woo! So good. Yeah, I was surprised that I was almost surprised that she she did place in third place. Yeah. But it was it was tough. I'm glad that the that the donut and the um and the cow did go did go head to head because the cow the cow's two performances that night were probably his best and my favorite of his throughout the throughout the entire season this year. Yep. Uh, but yeah, but the the cow, not the cow, the uh, the gazelle was uh, Janelle Parrish. Yeah. Who, um, best known for being a villain on the show Gossip Girl. Never seen that show. Neither have I. So, but she was good. I mean, it wasn't Constance Wu, who was the entire reason why Ken saved her. But I, I think it was a worthy save when the. Oh, yeah, I agree looking at who the who could have been saved off of B and C as much as I would have liked to have seen the tiki there if you had done a night where if I think it would have been tough to do that the gazelle probably was better if there was a night where you took the runners up from each group and put them on their own show to for them to kind of win their way onto the finals I think that the probably the gazelle probably would have come out of that hypothetical group yep so uh, then they went back and had the donut and the uh, cow go up against each other. Both did really well, uh, and we, uh, the donut took uh, was then unmasked as the runner-up, uh, singing "Drift Away." I thought he did a good job with that, and that was mm-hmm. John Schneider uh, as Bo Duke, uh, famous for being Bo Duke. Yeah, I was really surprised by it, but um. We we uh we sent um um Josh Couture. He was a big um, Dukes of Hazard fan growing up, and he was like, "Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch the show, but yeah, John's a great singer, yeah, great singer. He's known for. I mean, it, it's true. He was honest about his in his clue packet saying, i 'I'm not known for being a singer.' Yeah, he's, he's not, not known, but yeah, he's he is a great singer. But he's put um, out albums and he's done TV specials. I, I legitimately early on said it was Tom Jones. So when the yeah. when the I I think I said it on the show even 
Uh, when the panelists were t- guessing Tom Jones, I was like, yeah, this, I'm, I got it. Yes, I'm going to win. Turned out it wasn't. Uh, and then the, the winner was the cow, which was Neo. Um, yeah. So he is best known as a songwriter and a producer. Mm-hmm. But he does sing. So, uh, yeah, it was great. He did a great job singing. And, and I think... I think either one would have been fine as a good person to win uh, that match. Yeah, I think this was uh, the first season. I mean, my wife said it was the. It, this was the first season where I wouldn't have been upset with who won. Most of, most outside every of, season, I've been very opinionated about. No, this person's got to win. I really want this person right? to win. Outside of what? Sea Queen. No, no, I was just looking at the final two. Oh, okay. I was only considering the final two. This would have been the first season where I wouldn't have been upset with no matter with who won. Okay, and I can agree with that. So, okay. Rich, and finally, uh, we won our match on Monday. Um, we don't have any updates for the next two weeks as we are out of... Uh, we're, we're on Christmas break. So, next two weeks, we don't have anything. Oh, very nice. Cool. So, okay. With that, Rich, what's it time to do? You know, I, I don't know. We what have shout-outs, actually. I'll, I'll let you. Oh, we have shout-outs. Yeah. Um, yeah. You threw me off. I almost thought it was time I mean, to do the other thing. Once again, we have to we have to uh, say happy anniversary to you and your wife. 13 Thank years. You. Thank you. Proud of you guys. I'm glad I was able to stand up there with you guys and, and uh, put my seal of approval on that. Um, and then uh, outside of that, uh, my cousin Adam Kapler, his birthday is tomorrow. So happy birthday, Adam. With that, let's roll the, in- the outro that is the intro. That's the outro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your host, Mike. And Rich. 